Welcome to a special edition of Preps Today with John Millay. Today, John is joining us from the Pizza Barn in Princeton, our longest sponsor on this program uh, with our friend Jody Stay, who owns and runs the joint and takes care of everybody in that area, especially uh, high school people, kids, officials, anybody involved in sports, anybody who does good things for the town. She is a uh, uh, I usually don't like the word icon, but I can't think of a better word than icon for Jody in Princeton. Uh, so, John, tell me what, you're ha- what you have for lunch. That's really the most important thing here. Well, we just had that discussion, Jody and I. Um, it's the middle of the day. She's offering pizzas and taking bakes. And I said, you know, it's it's the middle of the afternoon. I don't want to make them do any more work. I've The reason I'm here, I was at Princeton High School uh, just, just a few moments ago talking to a class taught by a great guy named Eric Jacobs. The class is called Sports Coaching and Officiating. And I spent, I think, you know, an hour and a half or so, hour and 10 minutes talking about my experiences with sports and coaches and officials. The kids had great questions re- prepared for me. We had a really good, uh, really good back and forth. And uh, at least one of those kids is an employee of the pizza barn. When I mentioned the Pizza Barn sponsoring our podcast, uh, everybody looked at one kid in particular. Young man is an employee here. So there you go. Excellent. And I think we're going to have a uh, another uh, another personal update from John on one of our sponsors later in the show. Uh, for today, let's get into the meat of the show. Again, this is Preps Today with John Millay from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Our producer is Brandon Morton. The network is Talk North talknorth.com. You find all the shows there, massive amount of great sports content, outdoor content, variety stuff. Uh, we've added Joe Anderson, Mike Grimm, Dave Lee to our already lengthy list of uh, excellent show hosts and analysts. Today, let us get into officiating issues first. Yeah, Jim, let's talk about that instead of like the Vikings. Let's talk about officials. That's the, <laughs> the Vikings are going to Viking and, and we saw that. So anyway, um, yeah, if people have, have been to uh, mshsl.org, scroll down to John's journal, there's a, there's a story. I kind of tried to plant a flag on the shortage of officials. And instead, of, I could have done a statewide, heck, I could have done a nationally focused story. I, I focused on Southeast Minnesota because they're facing real issues. These are, these are issues everywhere in the state and around the country. Just finding enough people to officiate. And girls and boys basketball is uh, is a trouble spot. Games have been moved, dates, times. Uh, some of these things are being scheduled, rescheduled almost on the fly. A lot of uh, a lot of instances where two schools, you know, like the girls will play basketball at one school, the boys at the other. Well, they're all doing the varsity games at one site. That way, you need one officiating crew instead of two. And the the money quote in this story that really has stuck with me. I was talking to Jared Butson. He's the varsity basketball schedule for the Rochester area officials association. I had talked to some athletic directors and was starting to get a sense of, of where we're at. And, and I just asked, I, I kind of asked Jared at the beginning of our conversation, you know, where, where do we stand? And, and he said, we're hanging by a thread. So in that part of the state, uh, he said they have about 85 officials qualified to work varsity basketball that's 20 fewer than they need. That's why games are being rescheduled. Games are being moved away from the traditional Tuesday and Friday nights. Uh, and I've, uh, you know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot to this. A, a number of officials gave it up during COVID and, you know, basketball used to be a two official sport at some smaller schools and conferences. They still use two officials, but 
in the Southeast Minnesota, three is basically the standard now. So you need three officials instead of two. The game keeps changing. You know, high school has added their restricted arc under the basket for the block charge. Next season, there's going to be shot clocks. So all of that kind of makes three officials, no matter how big the schools are, pretty much a necessity. Um, it's just, uh, it's, there's no easy answers. Um, we got to treat officials better. We've talked about this, you know, for years on this, on this podcast, be great if they could be paid more. Um, but that, that story really, really seemed to resonate about the officials on the MSHSL Facebook page. I don't know the last count, 150,000 views of that story, lots of comments on Facebook and Twitter. What one, uh, series of comments came from a guy I know, Kyle Lampa. He's an official on the Iron Range, the Range Coaches and official, Officials Association. He pointed out on Twitter that the situation that I wrote about, it's pretty much the same up on the Iron Range, and he made some points. Uh, they have 51 f- officials covering games in a large geographical area. Uh, three of those officials also coach youth basketball, so they're busy. And a small number of those 51 officials are under 35 years old, maybe 10 or less. Uh, Seven of them, maybe more than that, are over 65. Uh, That association is working with the Lake Superior Officials Association to help cover their games. And and the final point uh, he made was burnout is real. Uh, Not only do they have trouble recruiting officials, retaining officials is an issue. So this this is indeed real, and it's it's dangerous. They, we are hanging by a thread. We don't want to see these high school games go away. We need officials. But the one positive I see is there's a lot of smart people, dedicated, committed, who are trying to come up with solutions. I know in southeast Minnesota, Jared has asked basically the five conferences down there looking towards the next basketball season, what can we do to – make this easier you know do we let's let's maybe schedule fewer games on friday nights let's go to more girls and boys double headers so uh, you know there, there's ways around it the main thing is to simply have more officials but uh, I, i'm optimistic that uh, we're going to get to a better point we've got one more officiating note uh when high school baseball starts in the spring the high school league and the twins community fund have partnered every high school baseball umpire in the state's going to get a patch in memory of Larry Gallagher, who passed away in November. Larry was 82, worked as, a, as an umpire at, for 59 years, you know, from youth sports to high school to college, amateur baseball. He, in 1979, during a major league umpire strike, Larry even called some, some games at the highest level. He passed away in November. Like I said, he was 82. So he's going to be honored this spring during the baseball season with a patch. I've seen the patch. It's got his initials on it with a baseball um, Larry was a teacher and a coach for 36 years and was a registered official with the high school league since 1961. I, I, I found a story about him. He graduated from Augsburg, was a baseball player in 1961. That year he became a registered high school umpire. So that's true dedication, talking about officials who are dedicated to their craft. Oh, that, that's a great story. I love it when you tell us about people who, who should be more famous than they actually were or are. Uh, hey, thanks to uh, Pizza Barn in Princeton. Thank you for, to Minnesota Propane, uh, Propane in general, for sponsoring the show. Reminder, if you like the show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. And if you like any other shows at the network, including Cheryl Reeve, John Krasinski, the Viking Update Show, Jeff Diamond, uh, Roy Smalley, and Lavelle Neal on Chin Music, was there a baseball show? 
Michael Russo and Anthony LaPanta, Mike Grimm, Dave Lee. Uh, the list goes on and on. Cheryl Reeve, I think I mentioned. Uh, subscribe to those shows as well. Again, it's free. It's just the easiest way to listen. And uh, and thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. We do appreciate it. Let's get to state debate results. Yeah, Jim, this event was last weekend. I was not able to attend for a couple of conflicts here, but this is the oldest state tournament we have, debate in Minnesota, first held in 1902. And it had been uh, basically on Zoom for the last couple of years, so it returned to in-person competition at the University of Minnesota. It's a great event. Uh, congratulations to the to the state champions in public forum debate. That's Elizabeth Tervine and Sophia Perry of Blake. In public policy debate, the state chants are Alfred Guvenin and Sabi Mirza of Edina. Lincoln Douglas debate champion, that's Hannah Owens Pierre of Edina. And congressional debate uh, medalists are named. I'll run down the list Connor Brinson of Robbinsdale Cooper, Abia Kashif of Egan, Isabel Parker of Woodbury, Kenneth Chen of Eastridge, Harrison Manch of Armstrong, uh, Devarsh Bora of Edina, Arif Ansari of Woodbury, and Nikki. Corey of Eden Prairie. Those are some super talented kids uh, and uh, much smarter than I ever was or will ever be. It's a great event. So congrats to everybody. Good stuff. And I love the fact that you cover activities as well as sports activities are every bit as important. Uh, let's get through the Spirit of Sport Award winner. Yeah, this is a, it's kind of a national type program started by the National Federation of State High School Associations. They encourage each state governing body to to name winners of the Spirit of Sport Award. Well, I'll talk about that one now. We'll talk about the Heart of the Arts Award winner next week. So the Minnesota Spirit of Sport Award, this goes to someone who's been on our podcast. Um, and this award honors people who exemplify the ideals of the positive spirit of sport. Our winner in Minnesota for this year, Luke Clausen of, of Mountain cool. Lake. He's the cross-country kid who did not miss a meet last fall while he was going through cancer treatments, including chemotherapy. It was astonishing. We had him on the podcast. I saw him at the state cross-country meet. He's looking great. So if you go to John's journal, you can you can read about that and the story I posted in October. So congrats to Luke. He's our Spirit of Sport Award winner. Excellent. Uh, and once again, you're way ahead of the curve, uh, honoring him with your coverage and having him on the show here before he won that award. Uh, let's now, uh, let's talk about where John is today. I am sitting at a, a lovely high top table in the pizza barn in downtown Princeton. I think I'm the only non-employee in here right now. But as we said, it's the middle of the afternoon. We know this place is busy. It's hopping. They do so much. Jody was talking about providing food to the concession stands at, at all the local events here. Um, and the pizza of the month for January, we haven't talked about it yet, is chicken artichoke. That sounds great to me. I really like chicken and I like artichokes. So that one uh, sounds hard to beat. Uh, the Pizza Barn, as we know, is a family-owned business for almost 40 years. It's a fixture in downtown Princeton and the entire area. A busy, busy place with a complete menu. Everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person, take-and-bake, delivery, and cater catering. They have a popular lunch buffet Monday through Friday. Jody was telling me about the orders already coming in for the food trucks in the spring. It's it's going to ramp up in a hurry once the weather gets warm. And uh, so if you go to the, the website, pizzabarnprinceton.com, click on food truck, one more click, and you can send a message. And uh, I was astounded. She told me they're, they're bigger. There's two food trucks. The bigger one, they can, they can feed 3,000 people out of that truck at, at wow. one sitting. 
That's amazing to me. That so is. That's just so. Don't worry if you think your event's too big. The Pizza Barn can take care of you. And as always, thanks to Jody and everybody here. It's it's great to be in here and uh, sitting by myself. I'm with my own fan club here all by myself. Well, and, uh, you know, I like the fact that you wear disguises on the road to keep people <laughs> away, you know, to keep keep the uh, right. stalkers away. And I just, <laughs> just one of the security devices we have recommended to you here at talknorth.com you can't be too safe although i'm driving around with a car with my cartoon face on it so i'm not hiding from anybody yeah you're just tricking them (laughs) you're tricking them uh a lot of people agree that we need to lower our carbon footprint they also agree we need reliable and affordable energy every minute of every day a diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability which is extremely important during minnesota's four distinct seasons fortunately a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources it's propane Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low carbon and alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy, right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. Environmentally friendly Minnesota propane. Uh, And thanks also to Aquarius Home Services. We are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio, except for John, who's coming to you from Pizza Barn in Princeton. Do you have a propane story, John? I do, Jim. I was at the Minneapolis Convention Center last Friday. The event was the Minnesota School Boards Association Convention and the the High School League. We have a booth there where we just are happy to talk about what the High School League does. We have little giveaways. And I noticed an exhibit by the propane folks, and they had a propane-powered lawnmower that you could look at and study it. And they were telling me it's, it's basically a gas powered lawnmower, but they've adapted it. It has a big propane tank on it, much bigger than the kind we use on our grills. And and I don't know economically what that does compared to old fashioned gasoline, but had a nice chat with the propane folks, thank them for sponsoring our our show. And uh, I'm not ready to, I'm not in the market for a new lawnmower, but, and this was like a commercial grade, fairly, fairly large, piece of equipment. And they were excited. They said, this is, I, I, don't, I didn't get any details. I don't know how long it'll go on a tank, but it was a big tank on a big piece of equipment. That was kind of fun to see. That's excellent. Great update. Uh, glad you got to meet them. All right, back to the actual show, breaking yeah. concession stand news, the most yeah, important note of the day. Is, this is exciting. If you like food, like I do, I'm sitting at the pizza barn. Of course I do. A cool tweet from New Richland, Heartland, Ellendale, Geneva, one of my favorite schools in the state. If you go to a, to a basketball game there, I assume it's basketball, wrestling, home, indoor events. The concession stand now has mac and cheese and pulled pork. It's in a little paper boat, and that's a good combination. That may that may, may end up on a pizza somewhere. I was telling this to Jody. She, her, you can see her eyes kind of light up. Mac and cheese with pulled pork. There's nothing wrong wow. with that. And one other, one other cool item. There's a tweet from Jordan High School with a couple photos of the boys' basketball team from St. Peter. After a game, these boys, the game's over. They're the road team. Before they get loaded up and get back on the bus, they folded up all the chairs that was their bench, stacked those chairs up, 
and then spent a few minutes cleaning trash from the bleachers after this game in Jordan. As the tweet said, that's a classy bunch. So way to go, St. Peter boys basketball. Young people will save us. That's great news. Let's hope uh, somebody should. Somebody's got to. And I'm going to assign that to them. Uh, let's go to voice from the past. Yeah. Um, in working on this story about officials we talked about, I went down to Cannon Falls for a girls, boys basketball doubleheader. And every time at a football game in Cannon Falls or basketball, I hear a familiar voice doing the PA work. It's Rod Johnson. He was the PA announcer yeah. for the Timberwolves for a long time yeah. at Target Center. He, he lives in Cannon Falls. He's just a pro to hear that voice. Uh, I chatted with Rod a little bit, and he told me one of the beauties is, of this is he gets to announce games his grandkids are playing in. So wow. what's better than that? So way to go, Rod Johnson and everybody in Cannon Falls. That's a great update. Uh, I miss his voice. You bet. Okay, let's wrap up today's show with most valuable teammate. Yeah, our the, the latest most valuable teammate is Emmanuel Kutsera. He's a senior at St. Cloud Cathedral. This kid's busy. Basketball, football, track and field. Also holds many leadership roles in school. And what he does for others makes him exceptional. A couple of examples. Last fall during the football season, with an afternoon free from practice, he spent time cheering on the seventh grade football team. And uh, earlier in the basketball season, he drove an hour on a Saturday to watch five hours of seventh and eighth grade basketball sitting on the bench with the teams. That's It's an extraordinary teammate and leader. Congrats to Emmanuel Kutsera of St. Cloud Cathedral on being the latest, most valuable teammate. Great stuff, John. Uh, where do you plan on going in the next week? I mean, don't tell me about your secret missions, but anything <laughs> anything you can mention. Yeah, I, I may be in Rochester on Saturday. There's a great event that COVID kind of got in the way of. It's uh, it's the um, Hiawatha Valley League Three Rivers Showdown. That's two conferences. They have girls and boys games between the two conferences. And it's at the Mayo Civic Center, which has two courts. And in the, in the main arena, they're going to use shot clocks, which, as I said, they'll be mandatory next year. So I'm not 100% certain I'm going to be down there. But if I do, that's the story I have in my head. Watch shot clock games, girls and boys. Talk to people afterwards. Uh, you know, try to kind of look ahead to next season when, when we will have shot clocks in every varsity game. Beautiful. I'm looking forward to that. Hey, for today, uh, thank you to Jody Stay and Pizza Barn. Thanks to John for all of his hard work. Thanks to Brandon for all of his hard work. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. And, of course, thanks to Pizza Barn in Princeton, Minnesota Propane, and Aquarius Home Services. Mm-hmm.